Hi felters and welcome. My name is Philippa and this is the Needle Felting Addict. In today's podcast, we're going to deep dive into how I earn money in my business and the various different ways in which I do it. Thank you for joining me and let's get started. Let's get straight into it. So my name is Philippa and as I said, I have a business called Felts by Philippa and I have various different ways in which I earn money. Um, just to give you a rough idea, turnover last year, tax year was 16,000, profit was 12,000 and I do this as a part-time income. So that just gives you a rough idea and we'll talk about that a little bit later. So what's the first way I earn money? Most of you will know if you know me already. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Felts by Philippa and it is primarily for beginners but it's also um, got a lot of videos on there for people wanting to follow me on my business journey or thinking about turning your hobby into a business such as craft fairs, how to go about them, things like that. I also, we'll talk about Patreon in a minute, but YouTube and Patreon are quite linked in a way. So YouTube started two and a half years ago. Um, I think people get a bit surprised when I say how much it pays me. It pays me between 400 and the highest amount last year was 980 pounds per month. Um, much more than I thought it would. It, it absolutely amazed me. I do have, just to give you an idea, because obviously you, you have various different ways in which you can, well, you earn money through adverts on YouTube and you can put different levels of adverts on. So I now put all the adverts on so that people have to sit there and press the skip button. Um, I did used to only have the lower one way. You had all skippable adverts, but now I've just put them all on. So I have... Um, just over 40,000 subscribers now. As I said, two and a half years ago, I started it. I get between 50,000 and 100,000 views per month. And that's where you get your money, really, is the number of views you get. It's not really to do with subscribers, although they are great. And it gives YouTube an idea that your channel is liked by people. So I gain about 1,000 subscribers a month. Now, at the moment, it's seasonal. Um, it sort of quietens down in the summer months. And then it builds up again in the winter months, probably because everyone starts doing a little bit more crafting when the weather's bad. <laughs> um, I don't know if this cycle is going to continue. I hope it does. But at some point, my channel might plateau out. I started by doing at least two videos a week. And then now I've dropped that down to one video a week. And sometimes I even let that slip to two videos a month because I'm just struggling with trying to do everything but YouTube has maintained it it's been fine that I've let it slip sometimes to less videos but I do aim to do one video a week so that is the amount of work I put into YouTube and it does take me effort to do a video it takes me at least a day maybe two days so it's not passive um, but I do don't put in tons of work to in order to earn I mean if you got paid just under a thousand pounds for working one to two days a week. I'd be quite happy with that. But anyway, um, sometimes I do sponsorships, which is another way of earning money on YouTube. Um, I sort of pulled that back a bit because it's quite a distraction for me trying to build up my own business. Although sponsorships, I love working with companies that I really support. So that's where I do enjoy it because I want beginners to do really well. <laughs> I struggled when I first started to find the right videos and that's why I started the YouTube channel. Anyway, so the next way I earn money is Etsy. 
So I've had an Etsy shop for a long time. I used to sell jewellery on it until I found needle felting. I was sort of, I enjoyed doing the jewellery, but I wasn't really creating. It wasn't really a craft. I was putting things together. And um, I've spoken to someone else about this and they were doing it too. And it's a completely different feeling with needle felting because you're actually creating and you're using your artistic abilities and so it's much much better so I did have the Etsy shop running I had some sales on it and then I transferred it over changed the name and became Felts by Philippa so on there I sell some of my creations not all of them I'll talk through why in a minute I sell pdfs now these are long-term passive because once you've created them they just sell and sell and I am normally through the winter months I sell more pdfs so it's interesting to see, and I can sell 50 to 100 pounds worth of PDFs, sometimes more, sometimes less. So I think that's a really good way of proper passive income once you've developed them. I also sell um, tote bags and mugs that I do print on demand, but um, I'm going to swap, I'm going to maybe change that and get the tote bags printed myself. I've just been to Yarndale, um, really enjoyed it. It's a wool... Um, sort of festival <clears throat> and it was really good to see all the vendors there and I thought you know I kind of if I could build up my stock my my items that I sell um, I could have a stand there so basically I would maybe print tote bags myself so Yandel's got me all sort of thinking ideas are going round in my head I also have um, cards on there which are done from the designs of my creations and they are digitally sort of changed so they make them a bit more interesting and I've just done my first needle felting kit and that's proving really popular I mean I don't sell tons but I sell you know four or five a week I'm trying to keep up with it at the moment maybe I sell a bit more I'm not sure I did a craft fair recently and sold six at the craft fair just like that and I was like oh okay so I need to stock up a bit on them so that all these things um has got me thinking about maybe exhibiting at Yarndale next year. Maybe that's a bit too early for me, maybe the year after. So that's Etsy. Um, Etsy doesn't cost much to put things on there. I've got a whole video on Etsy and why I, I think Etsy's good. So many people um, don't, but I still think Etsy's good when you're starting out, definitely. Um, but it doesn't cost much to put things on. You pay, obviously, more, up to 10 to 15% on commission when you sell items. So the next way, so that's YouTube and Etsy, the next way I earn money is Thinkific with selling online video courses, teaching people how to make things, such as I have a horse's head, I have a full Highland cow, I have a Highland cow head, I've got two little tiny, <laughs> I've got these two really basic little courses that I just popped on there and I can't take them off now, um, but they're cute and I'm, I'm going to leave them on. Once people have purchased the course, you can't remove it because they need to access it don't they you don't know if they finished with it um so i've got six courses on there four good two really basic um sometimes i could earn 18 pounds a month on there sometimes i could earn 800 pounds a month it all depends on whether i'm releasing a course when i release a course then i sell quite a few at that time it costs me about 39 pounds a month to be on there and uh very small amount of credit card charges it's like two percent three percent I'm not sure um so that's a sort of monthly subscription that I'm on there but 
I couldn't really understand. So I basically I took the last six months and on average I earn £194 a month on courses. So that helps you get an idea of roughly how much you could earn with courses. Um, but when I release a course, like I released the horse course, I sold seven over £700 worth in one go. So it kind of skews the figures. So just under 200 on average a month, but it cost me 39. The next way I earn money is Patreon. So Patreon is um, like a membership subscription where um, I only, I used to charge four pounds a month, but I've dropped it down to two pounds 50 because it eases up the pressure on me. Patreon um, people join and then I try and give them updates on what I'm doing, um, a couple more videos not every month but videos on extra things extra needle felting videos business videos I try to encourage other ladies to start their own businesses it's a it's a safe place in which we can ask questions we have a discord um, so there's loads of sections on discord so you find the section pop your question on and so I have like I said 100 ladies the wealth of knowledge is amazing on there it's really lovely really impressive and it, I'm learning I learn so much from so many people on there. Um, we have Zoom calls, so Zoom felt-alongs, we bring something to felt, and then you get to meet other felters, and I get people join that live somewhere where there's no, they don't know anyone that needle felts, and that's why it's really lovely. You can come on the call and talk needle felting. And we do challenges once every three months to try and improve yourself in your needle felting, and they, they get prizes. It's all, you know, everything's optional. You don't have to do it. And um, they also get discounts on my courses, especially when they first come out. Sometimes I put 50% discount on for them, which is really good. But most of the time it's 25% discount. Um, and obviously they can ask me questions. So Patreon is about £200 a month. Uh, Patreon take at least 20%. Not of that. It's about 250 I probably earned. So they take at least 20% of the money. Um, it's quite a bit, but it's a, it's a trusted platform. I like it. People know it. And I'm used to it now. Um, but I have to say, Patreon is the one part of my business. I'm probably doing something every day. A little bit here, a little bit there. Obviously, Discord, I'm always going on and reading that. So that's daily. So yeah, it's 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 there daily. And you have to try and keep on top of it. Sometimes I don't, but I try to. Um, but I have made some amazing friends. And we just went to Yarndale and some of them managed to come along. And to meet them in person was just wonderful it's like we knew each other so yeah I I could do a whole video I might do a whole uh, podcast on Patreon I'm going to do a YouTube video on it because a lot of people ask you know when to start a Patreon what you should do and I'm no major expert but I will give you my experience of Patreon because I've had to change it over the years to suit me and to stop stress because I, I had I felt a lot of pressure from Patreon um, so I just made it a bit easier and made it a bit cheaper and and it's working so much better the next way I earn money, I'll mention it now, I don't earn that much from it, but Amazon affiliates. So you can recommend products that you use and earn a minuscule commission. It doesn't, you don't get, the um, person that buys the stuff doesn't get charged anything extra. Amazon just send me a little thank you for referring them basically, but it is minuscule. And because the items I recommend are quite small in price, like a needle felting mat would be five pounds, you don't earn much. But I always say, so I pop it in the description of my video, people go and have a look, click on it, and that links to me. 30 to 100 pounds a month, it uh, builds up towards Christmas. Uh, I'm very happy with that. 
for me actually doing nothing once I've put it on there. So that's super passive again. Thinkific is passive too. Um, once you've created the course and it takes me oh two weeks of agony to create a course, it really does. But <laughs> once you've done it, it's there and it's passive for, um, for a long time. But it, well, I shouldn't use the term passive. It's sort of passive once you've created it. People don't like you saying passive because it's not, but so Amazon affiliates, really quite simple. Put a link on, people buy something. I went through and um, I used to have loads of things linked and it was like a little bit messy. I didn't like it. So now I've just structured it to about five to 10 items linked um, and just made made it a bit more simplified and linked really good, good items such as a really good mat, a really good needle farting kit, things like that. Uh, so yeah, Amazon affiliates recommend doing it. You have to, there's a whole join up process. You have to sell three items in the first 90 days. So wait till you've got a bit, bit of a following before you launch it. And then it's a bit complex launching it in different countries. I do it in UK and America. I haven't been able to, the Canada one didn't take off. So I didn't get the three sales in the first 90 months and I haven't bothered about anywhere else. Um, next way is craft fairs, actually going to craft fairs. I literally only go to three or four craft fairs a year at a specific place called Yummy Yorkshire in, what's well, near Barnsley, but it's, um, an ice cream, well, they've got a restaurant, an ice cream parlor, and they do these craft fairs or markets. They're very professional with their craft fairs or markets. It's well organized. They choose the, um, exhibitors carefully and they don't clash and there's not too many of one, too many of another. It's, um, yeah, so it's a really good one. I know it well. It's indoors. It's covered in a barn. So I know it's not, you know, I don't, I'm not subject to the elements. I've done craft fairs an awful lot through various businesses in my life. I've probably done at least 200 and I've done a video on them. I now refuse <laughs> to go outside to do a craft fair in the outside. But there are good craft fairs outside. If you know the weather and you're okay with it, don't be put off by it, but I've got a whole video on craft fairs. Um, so I do three to four a year, basically because I can't felt enough stuff to sell enough stuff at the places. I mean, once I went and I sold out and I literally had about 10 items left and I kept apologizing to people coming round. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I've sold quite a bit and that sounded a bit weird as well. So I can't do too many a year. The lowest I sold was 198 and the highest was 640. That 640, it's normally around 300. 640 was amazing and I don't know why because it wasn't directly before Christmas. It cost me £36 to go. So you're looking at, it's. I equate it to, if I sell £360, that's 10% commission. So 10 to 15% commission. I have to say craft fairs are super good for meeting the public and hearing direct feedback. Um, and seeing what they like, seeing what they pick up, seeing what sells really well. Like I just had those kits. I had two kits on display recently of my little Highland cows and people just picked them up and just were like, oh yeah, I have that. They didn't even think about it. Sometimes with an item, say a cow is worth 30 to 40 pounds, they'll be like, oh, you know, it's quite a bit. Where shall I put it? Um, I don't know what to do with, you know, and, and and they sort of debate it. But the kits, they just went, oh, yeah, I have that. Um, so it's kind of that's really good feedback for me to see that that they were quite an instant buy and quite popular. Um, so, yeah, it's really good to go get the feedback, see what people like the most. Um, 
it's craft fairs are all about footfall. If you don't have footfall going past, you might not sell that well. You might have the best items, but if there aren't people going to the craft fair, if there aren't say a thousand, well, five hundred people walking past, you won't get the percentage that I would say probably fifty percent walk past. Don't even look at my stand. Of the 50 that sort of look, 20% come over or 20 to 30% come over and look. And of that percentage, there's about 10% that just go, oh my God, this is amazing. I love them. Uh, it's so unique. I've never seen this before. How do you do this? You know, um, so it's all about the numbers. So if only 10 people walk past, you're only going to get one person come over. So that's where it's all about footfall. So try, make sure you don't do a craft fair where there's no footfall. Um, th like I said, there's a whole video on craft fairs on my channel. Um, so I've done Patreon. I used to sell on Instagram through private sales um, where people would just bank transfer the, me the money and I would put it on and say it's for sale and that way you avoid any costs. Although I think there's Instagram shops now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. But I don't do that anymore. Um, I now sell in um, a shop in... Uh, the village where I live in Holmfirth called Unity. It's new. I've, I've just started it. Uh, I sold two and a half months. My items have been in there and I've sold about £300. Actually, I think I've sold a bit more. I think that's what I've earned. It's 25% commission, which shops are. You just, a lot of shops are 30%. A lot of galleries are 30 to 40%. If you find a shop that's 10%, go for it. Um, a lot of shops can be, you can have a shelf for £25 a month, £30 a month, put your items on there. So you put as many items on there, whatever sells, you still pay the £25 a month. So if nothing sells, you're paying money. But if items sell, you're only paying the 25 and the commission would have been a lot, the amount of money would have been a lot higher. So you've got to debate and see what works for you. Where my items are at the moment, it's a lovely place. Really love the lady. She's great. She's listened to me now because the items were quite high for the first few months. Then she put them down low and they were on wool as well. So you've got wool on wool with my Highland cows, which are sort of all tops. And oh, I went in last time. Everything was a mess. It was like they were getting ruined. Absolutely. And I nearly, well, I said to her, I'm going to take the items back in a nice way. I didn't say it in a rude way. I said, look, I think they're just getting a bit messed up. And she said, oh, goodness, I really want to keep you here. Let's put them back up high. So hopefully she's done that. I'm going to give it another four weeks or so, go in and see what it's like. She has got some of my kits in there as well, which is good. And she sold two, but then she'd put the other ones a bit low again. And if people can't see the front of the box, they're not going to bend down and look at it, are they? So pros and cons of shops. I'm trying it out. Um, I believe in trying to diversify and try these things. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. There's another shop actually in Denby Dale that's asked for me to be in there. It's funny, they emailed me. And um, it's a like it's going to be a delicatessen food shop. And they said, oh, we saw your items at Yummy Yorkshire. Thought they looked really good and they'd be great for our shop. And I just ignored it because I thought they'd got it wrong because I'm not a food item. And then they messaged me again. And I was like, oh, I'm not, um, I sell felts. And they said, oh, no, no, we're going to have a sort of separate artist area. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I felt that it's a bit weird to have my items next to delicatessen and stuff. So basically I said, well, at the moment, um, I'm sort of struggling to keep up with everything. I'll come over and have a look once you're up and running and then I'll go and suss it out and see. So there's another nice place. And if it was on a shelf and away from people and they wouldn't touch everything... <laughs> then maybe I'll try that instead. 
And now I'm doing this podcast and this podcast is just an extra way because I believe you earn money through sponsorships and adverts. I'm not sure. don't know how it all works yet with podcasts, but I did notice there wasn't particularly any podcast to do with needle felting. And there's so many people that listen to podcasts. I don't listen to podcasts that much. I do listen to a couple now, but um, I just thought there was a gap. So I better get in there and start talking to you. But I think this is a great way to direct, especially beginners and people that want to start businesses towards my YouTube channel and they can have a look round. And if you want more, then you can look at Patreon and sort of up the engagement with me, basically, and everyone else in Patreon who can help. There's probably about 100 ladies, probably at least 20 to 30 have their own businesses. It might be more. 40 maybe and then it's obviously for needle felters as well if you want to advance your needle felting you don't have to have a business so that's everything so as I said last year turnover 16,000 profit thousand pounds a month this year I want it to be 1250 but to break that down I only literally do three to four hours a day um sometimes I do less sometimes I do none <laughs> like August was lots of family time I really couldn't devote that much time to this um I have three dogs I have to walk one of them separately so I'm on two dog walks a day which is a bit of a nightmare and I home educate my daughter not through choice um not because I don't believe in schools I do but she got migraines and it it's worked for us and she's going back into full-time education for her a, a levels so that's really good but so I'm quite busy during the day and I run it around that and that is why I think it's so good for people if they want to start a business to see that it can be done you can earn money it's great to diversify and do lots of different things don't have all your eggs in one basket because if YouTube goes tomorrow I'm in I am in trouble that's quite a huge chunk but I've got other ways that I'm bringing money in and I would just have to push some of those a bit more to earn more money or Etsy might go. I hope not. I really don't do. Or Patreon might go. So that's why you diversify. And it just takes a while to build it up. It's two and a half years now, gradually learning. Pick one thing for a month or for two months or for three months and, and then start it. Like courses, learning how to go through Thinkific, the um, interface or the sort of how to load the course, how to build the course was painful. But I've done it now and, um, you know, you, you just keep pushing yourself one thing at a time. So that's all the information on my business and how I earn money. Um, if you have any questions, I think, like I said, pop over to my YouTube or uh, DM me on Instagram. I'm not sure how it all works with podcasts. Um, and thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope this has covered everything you wanted it to cover. Um, I am still developing lots more things, like I said, uh, the tote bags. I'm going to develop more kits and more items that I can sell. I want to do notepads. Oh, so inspired by Yarndale. Really, really was. Um, and I've got a video on Yarndale as well, if you wanted to go and see what I'm talking about. But thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you again. We'll speak to you again soon. Take care.